the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Feed the Noise podcast. Uh, Lundy, have you trashed? Have you ripped? Have you rolled and smoked your bracket? Oh, absolutely I have. But I also um, have been spending so much time betting the games <laughs> that, Brad, I am not kidding. I got up last Thursday morning and filled out a bracket just gut feel in about like 12 minutes um and that's the only bracket that i did because i was paying much more attention to where my cash was going uh than where my online picks were going i think i basically just got peer pressured into participating with a couple of buddies um and at this point like i mean seriously it's 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 ridiculous it's ugly Oh, yeah, mind, uh, it, it cannot be resuscitated. It's DOA. It's got no chance uh, to resurrect in any way, shape, or form. Um, and I, I think I flushed uh, something like, well, I know exactly what I did. I flushed 18 units on oh, Thursday yeah. and Friday. I got massacred while I was in Vegas. Like, you know, I've been riding this <laughs> heater. And then I touched down in Sin City, and the books are like, welcome, Evans. You're about to go on the coldest streak of the entire season. You're going to give us all of your money, and I oblige. I said, here you go. She just forked it over as soon as I stepped off the tarmac. But uh, we got a few units back yesterday, if you were following the spreadsheet. As soon as I got home on Saturday and Sunday, uh, we turned things around in round number two. At least I finished up close to five units uh, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. So... Hopefully, uh, we'll get off on the right foot today, my man. But uh, looking ahead at the final four values that are out there in the betting market, let me give you my favorite. I'm going to get yours. Uh, I think at you know plus 225 right now at BetMGM, Villanova is a way to go uh, out of the south just to make it to the final four. I'm not talking about cutting down the nets. Uh, this Villanova Wildcats team has been firing all cylinders offensively. You know, you look at the last eight games uh, inside the top ten nationally adjusted offensive efficiency, and they're shooting 36.4% from distance. I think they're going to get past Michigan with ease as Michigan in their last eight games, number 291 in the country in three-point percentage, being number 101 overall in adjusted offensive efficiency. And then Arizona is extremely fortunate to still be alive and kicking after that just magical late-night game against TCU. Yes, there was a foul at midcourt uh, in regulation, and, and Arizona damn near flushed it home at the buzzer, uh, but had to stab off those pesky horny toads in overtime to survive in advance. Uh, they're going to have their hands full against Houston, a swarming, long, athletic team. Um, you know, just plays remarkable defense, and if they're banging threes, they can beat anybody in the country. So Arizona uh, definitely may have a small hill to climb against those Cougars. I will likely be taking Houston a little bit later this week and the points, but I like Villanova out of the South again at plus 225 to represent that region uh, with Colin Gillespie in New Orleans for the Final Four. Elsewhere, whether it's in the West, the East, the Midwest, hell, if you like somebody else in the South, what do you think is the best futures ticket when we're talking Final Four? Oh, uh, to me, it's Houston. Um, mm, it it is. I, I I think the shirtless wonder that is Kelvin Sampson. <laughs> I, uh, we, is my ready. eyes! My eyes! I didn't need to see that. I thought it was spectacular. I thought it was one of the best celebrations that I'd seen. Get in there. Forget Roy Williams and his little funky dance coming through the door. 
just strip down and have some damn fun yeah. with your players. I yeah. loved what Kelvin did. Um, and so I, I'm going to continue to ride with uh, with Houston at plus 240. I think that's good odds. I think Arizona is lucky right now to still be alive. Um, yeah. And so because of that, even though they, they, they finally sort of figured things out there in that overtime, but I, I think Arizona – uh, is absolutely ripe for the picking. And so I'll take Villanova, especially sitting at the plus 240 odds. When you look at Ooh, Zona, they're only a point and a half favorite right now. Ooh, where'd you find the 240? Uh, at DraftKings. Oh, even better. Yeah, it was 225 at BetMGM this morning. So they go, got to shop around, shop, shop. We're all about Jay Wright and the Villanova Wildcats. With that, let's hop into it with today's Fade 5. Number five. All right, let's drop the puck and make some bucks. We got a four-pack of contests in the National Hockey League. Uh, Who are you high-sticking today? What do you like? Uh, Let's go north, shall we, to uh, Minnesota. Uh, That is where the Vegas Golden Knights will be to take on the Minnesota Wild. Now, these two teams have played each other twice already this season. The total goals scored, first game, five. Second game, ten. Um, <laughs> and Vegas had uh, nine uh, of those goals combined right there. I'm taking the over in this one. Minnesota actually averages north of four goals a game at home, uh, so they clearly are very comfortable uh, when there's wind chill uh, and, you know, obviously fans, but mostly just because they're at home and it's cold as hell uh, this time of year up there. Uh, so, uh Looking at what Minnesota does at home, looking at the fact that Vegas um, has already scored a decent amount of goals against them in the matchups before, um, over the course of the last, uh, let's see, last four games that Vegas has played, 17 goals they've put on the board, even though they only won two of those games. So even when they're scoring, whether they win or lose, um, they're managing to light up the scoreboard. So I'm just looking at this one at an over-under at 6.5, and, and I just think it's too low. i got to take the over, expecting a lot of goals on the ice. Relatively light slate. I'll have one more in bonus time for us. Uh, but there's only four games in the NHL tonight. This one, like a lot, take uh, Vegas and Minnesota on the over at 6.5. Woo, woo, woo! Sound those sirens! Bet on the over. Number four. All right, let's go to the NBA where there is uh, plenty to choose from in that sport. And you and I admittedly kind of turned that league off <laughs> over the last four days. Like, uh, there's other basketball being played? Like, what? Because uh, we were just uh, in that tunnel that is the NCAA tournament. But we have seen the light. We have come out the other side. And as a result, uh, and we will have some college basketball wagers and some of these obscure tournaments. Yeah, there are other tournaments outside of the NCAA tournament, outside even the NIT. We got some hot CBI. We got some hot college basketball tournament. I didn't even know that existed action as well if you want to continue to wet the whistle. But let's go to the pro game, and I am taking the under on the mellow ball of the Hornets. Not going to pack a whole lot of sting from outside on two-and-a-half made triples against the New Orleans Pelicans at plus 110, Lundy, at Bet Rivers. Uh, you look at LaMelo Ball. He does have 15 triples in his last three games. He has been searing, but I think he's going to cool off today against a Pels team that uh, just a week ago, a little over a week ago, he went two of seven from outside against. Now, uh, you look at LaMelo, he's shooting 41.9% from distance this month. Uh, jacket up 6.9 attempts and splashing through 2.9. So he's averaging just north of this two and a half proposed line here in the month of March. But New Orleans, uh, they had earlier season struggles extending the perimeter defensively. But uh, here in the month of March, the ninth lowest three point percentage allowed, giving up 30 
4.9% from distance. So pull together their commitment to perimeter defense. Uh, and I think the recency bias, people are going to get drunk off of that. Bet ham and hammer the over on it. And I'm going to get seduced by the Jews, too, as a result at plus 110. Again, on the under, LaMelo Ball, two and a half main threes against the Pels. Fade or follow. Oh, man. See, this is my problem. You asked me before the pod, hey, uh, so did the NBA, and I was like, what? In NB what? What is this? You, what is this? Is this another basketball tournament? It's we not have a to degree. It's a- not a degree that you earn from a prestigious online university. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, so it's not, it, it has nothing to do with intelligence, which is good because <laughs> otherwise, I mean, let's be honest, right, folks? Um, I will, I, I'm actually going to fade you on this one. I am going to buy into the recency bias here. The fact that he's got 15 threes over the course of the last three games. Uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to buy into it because sitting at two and a half, man, I, you get one random ass three that happens at some point over the course of, uh, you know, the, the second or third quarter, some meaningless thing, and he winds up getting over this total. So I got to fade you on this one, man. I am going to go ahead and drink that recency Kool-Aid. Oh, fade the noise. Come on, LaMelo. Lay some bricks. Number three. All right, let's go to a man that just jumped Carl Malone for number two on the NBA's all-time scoring list, and that is none other than King James, LeBron James of the L.A. Lakers. And I'm taking the under, Lundy. I'm going to fade him. Uh, at Cleveland and the under on 30.5 points, plus 105 also at Bet Rivers. Now you look at uh, LeBron, uh, he has been over this here in five of his last 10 contests. And in fact, in the month of March, he's averaging 33.5 points per game, shooting a brisk of 53.2% from distance. Uh, he had 26, so he was under this. Against the Cleveland Cavaliers earlier this season. That was way back in October. And you look at Cleveland here recently. They have not been as constrictive defensively. Number 18 in the NBA in the month of March. And adjusted defensive efficiency. Still, uh, knowing that he's broken the record. Uh, I think he is going to fall back a little bit here. It's a little bit too high for me. I think he just tucks under this number against the Cavs team which has, if you look at the entirety of the NBA season, been a top 10 defense and adjusted defensive efficiency. Though, again, they have unraveled here a little bit of late. So, fade or follow, LeBron under 30.5 points at Cleveland, getting seduced by the juice yet again at plus 105 at Bet Rivers. I will follow on this one just because you never know exactly what this is when he goes to Cleveland, right? Like, I I feel yeah. like maybe that's part of the reason why you're getting the juice that you're getting is because people are like, oh, he's going to go back home and he's going to put on he's a show. He's going to light no, it up I mean, in front of his kinda... friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's been lighting it up in front of friends and family now for what feels like three and a half decades. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't think he necessarily is going to read a whole lot into a, a Monday nighter in Cleveland. Uh, on March 21st, if you know what I mean. So I, I'm actually going to buy in on this. Plus, I like the juice. Um, I think this is could be a decent payday. I do think that maybe he comes in just underneath this one. But yes, the month of March has been friendly to him on the stat sheet, to say the least. Even though his team, uh, yeah, they've only won three times in March. Fade the narrative, yes, on LeBron and his old stomping grounds. Stay tuned for my top picks of the day in college basketball. Yeah, there are other games being played. The NBA and bonus time as well. 
and the Association and the NHL. Number two. All right, let's get back after it. The College Basketball Invitational Classic, uh, whatever the hell you call it, or college, I, I don't know which tournament this is, if it's CBI or Classic Basketball. It doesn't matter. It's some crappy tournament being played which is featuring two teams that nobody cares about except for betters, and that's me. And I'm going to go with the Chanticleers. Yes, the Fighting Cocks. And they're going to whip it out uh, against FGCU, Florida Gulf Coast, a former Cinderella, former darling of the NCAA tournament. Uh, They did a St. Peter's uh, back in the day, but I'm going to go with Coastal Carolina minus four against FGCU. This being played on their home floor in Conway, South Carolina, minus 110 at Points bed. Why do I like the Chanticleers? Well, this is a classic case of offense versus defense. You look at Florida Gulf Coast in their last 10, number 38 in college basketball, an effective field goal percentage offense. Meanwhile, over that same stretch, Coastal Carolina, number 41, an effective field goal percentage defense. I think the key in this game, knowing how horrendous Gulf Coast is defensively, is the fact that Coastal is shooting 36.1% from downtown over their last 10 contests. And again, it's the friendly factor, the home rims, all that stuff. We've seen this line climb up. It opened at three. It went to three and a half. Now it's at minus four at points bet. And I'm still digging it. I think Coastal wins this thing by five plus going away. So give me the Chanticleers. I will lay the chalk here. Minus 110. Again, at points bet, Lundy, fade or follow. Why do I care? Why do I care? Because you got to keep the action going. Oh, this is why right. we care. You're try- what you're trying to do. What look? You're on tilt. Okay, you're pissed off about what happened on Thursday and Friday. Hey man, I'm back. I'm back in the black. And, I'm all right. And now, see, I, I st- see. I think you're still. I, I think it's still gnawing away at you, man. I'm uh, telling you. I, yeah. I think that's what. I think that's why you're digging so deep in these tournaments Maybe that nobody's just like heard fighting of. Fighting chickens, Lundy. That's now that I could understand. I think you just like saying cocks. I do. Um, I do. And and that I think is part of it. All right, fine. <laughs> I will go with Coastal Carolina. Actually, part of the reason that I would roll with this one uh, is because you know these tournaments because they're not played on neutral courts. I mean, you know, you got a little home court. You got like you said, you got the friendly rims. You're at home. I, that's part of the reason that I would roll with it. I frankly don't give a crap about this game. I can't believe you dug this deep. I mean, seriously, dude, seriously. Yeah, well, this, this uh, is crazy. It is crazy. Be prepared for more crazy. But lay some wood. Cox number one. All right. Uh, yeah, this is the other tournament. I, again, I don't know what this is. I, th- is this the basketball classic? No, this is CBI. And this is the CBI. This is the CBI, and this is a mid-afternoon one, folks. So if you want to be a D-Gen with Brad, you got to jump on this one as soon as you listen to the pod. Yeah, 3.30 p.m. tip down in Daytona Beach, Florida. So I know that's a long ways away from the landlocked Colorado, the Centennial State there, where these representatives are from. And that's Northern Colorado. And I'm taking the under, Lundy, in that neutral court environment against UNC Asheville. The Bulldogs are off. Uh, but Northern Colorado under 78.5. Team total points at minus 110. Or it's actually minus 115 
at Points Bay. Now, you look at Northern Colorado. They have been an electric offense the entire season. Over their last 10 games, number 37 in college basketball, an effective field goal percentage offense. They played as fast tempo, number 36 in adjusted tempo during that stretch. Over 45% of their shots this season have come from distance uh, where over the last 10, they're netting 37.1%. And Lundy, they're also shooting 54.2% inside the arc. So everything points to them like hanging an 80 spot on this Asheville team on paper with one exception. Asheville is an exceptional three-point percentage defensive team. Over their last 10 contests, giving up just 27.8% along the arc. And they play at a slower pace just inside the top 50 and adjusted tempo. So if the Bulldogs can somewhat limit the possessions, and I know that Northern Colorado is going to try to force uh, you know, that up-tempo pace, and they continue to stretch out and shackle the perimeter, uh, I don't see Northern Colorado uh, maybe even exceeding 76, 75 points in this one. So 78 and a half, a little too rich for my blood, and that's why I'm going to fade them on that under so Lundy fade or follow my selection Northern Colorado under 78 and a half team total points against UNC Asheville at the CBI mid-afternoon special uh minus 115 at points bet my idiot dog doesn't even dig deep enough holes in the backyard like <laughs> what you're doing right now all right UNC Bears sure just because like I could get from here to the campus in like an hour and 20 minutes I'll go with uh, geography bias and forget recency bias I'll go with geography bias on this one folks he's making shit up because he's just trying to fill the time between I, now and the sweet 16 that's right we need picks there are degens out there that uh, demand our assistance Lundy and and me being an ambassador we should of the be people. doing like darts I mean, you and I would have a better shot at trying to do Russian ping pong right now than some yeah. of these tournaments. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out well, there. Hey, I, ping, it's, it's ping pong handles in Colorado, I know, are extraordinarily high. So I, I know you're playing some of that late night Chinese ping pong action. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. You're going, yeah, you're, you're like got one eye like slightly open. It's about 12 15 in the morning. <laughs> you're trying to find like, a stream of names like, you cannot uh, pronounce. Let me see. Uh, that guy. Uh, and, and oh, the worst is if you if you start noticing, then you start live betting it. Oh, geez. oh, then yeah, that's when that's when the You're shit's drunk, really hit. go to bed. Yeah, that's what you need yeah. to do. All right, we need mm-hmm. to put this pod to bed, Lundy. It's bonus time. What else you got for me on this manic Monday? Well, I told you it was a light slate in hockey, but a couple more that I like. Take the Boston Bruins on the road against uh, Montreal oh. uh, against the Habs. Uh, if you take the Bruins in regulation, you can bring the juice down because they're pretty heavily favored. But in reg, uh, they're sitting at a minus 150. Then we will go to the Colorado Avalanche. They are at home tonight here in Denver. They're taking on the Edmonton Oilers and actually playing Edmonton for the first time in over uh, like two and a half years because of all the insanity of the last couple of seasons. Um, I'm going to lay the puck line with Colorado on this one, which is the minus one and a half. Get it at plus 120 uh, for the Avs to take care of business and to do so by multiple goals if you're not quite comfortable with that you can do just like we did with boston you could take colorado in regulation at a minus 125 Um, but either one of those i think the abs take care of business at home tonight against the oilers yeah i think it's an excellent call on those so i know nothing about hockey so i'm just gonna side with you anyway uh let's go to the nba let me give you a player prop that i like 
Uh, let's go back to that Cleveland and Lakers matchup and the, um, you know, the welcoming and it may not be a warm welcoming of LeBron back in his old stomping grounds. But I like Isaac Okoro of the Cavs on the over three and a half rebounds, minus 118 at FanDuel. And if you look at the other juices around the industry, like BetMGM, for example, on this same line is minus 135. So you might want to go grab that before that juice uh, is on the loose. But you look at the Lakers. Uh, they rank uh, the fourth most in terms of opponent rebounds per game allowed in the month of March, and Okoro's been over this in three of his last four. I think he's got a really good shot of snagging four or five rebounds in this one and cashing that over. And let's give you a first half line as well. And uh, this line has been moving overall. I see that Boston is now up to minus 15 against OKC. I actually got this uh, late last night at Boston minus seven on the first half against the Thunder, and I would still play this. So at minus 15, you're going to be laying a minus eight and a half on the first half. I think the Celtics come out and blitz the Thunder. And if you look at the numerics, since March 1st, Boston is number one in the NBA in first half rating uh, and number one in defensive rating over that stretch, 1.018 points per possession allowed. OKC dead last in first half rating, giving up a, an appalling 1.33 points per possession. So, and that's also dead last over that span just in first half. So I think Boston, if you're scared to lay the extreme chalk here of 15 points, which is a, an extraordinary number. Uh, I think the Celtics, yeah, because they're probably going to rest their starters late in this game, come out, wax that ass on OKC and score you the first half cover. There you have it. Uh, finishing touches there on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on social media, on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And as always, until next time, feed or follow that is up to you. Feed the noise.